0: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. too. you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's hello slash therapy 30
2: first and pod hosted by danny parker and andrew philippone all right. Thanks for hanging out. First in pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing. If you're listening, you've probably already done that, but why don't you tell a friend, keep growing this thing. We'd really appreciate it. Every team, every week, every game coming to you as soon as Eagles and Packers goes final. Uh, I'm watching Jason Kelsey get a game ball pony on Sunday night football The Eagles ran for 363 yards, most uh, since the 50s. And I feel like it is a deserved game ball. That Eagles offensive line was absolutely dominant. And when we talk about like best units in the NFL, I feel like they have to be on the absolute short list in the entire league. it's, It's probably the single biggest reason. And there's a lot. They're a complete team. But I look at it as the single biggest reason for what the Eagles
1: are doing this year, and yet I feel like it's not even the biggest story from this game that you'd have somebody set a record, uh, a rushing record in a pass happy era of football, and I think the Aaron Rodgers injury uh, is is going to be the big story, and the way that Jordan Love looked on his handful of throws is going to be the story. I mean, how many times do they mention the, well, this is when Aaron Rodgers got his first break. Favre went out no seven, and then it was Aaron Rodgers' job the next year. And They were forcing that narrative down our throats, Danny. And Love, who supposedly looked so bad that it gave the Packers uh, all of the information necessary to basically sell their souls to Aaron Rodgers this offseason, Made good throws in garbage time, right on the money. I mean, no spec. I mean, the touchdown was like more of a run than it was a throw, yep. but he looked sharp. He did look sharp. Let, let, let me speak for
2: all of Chicago and presumably all of the NFL. If Jordan Love is good, I'm going to vomit. It, it, it would be so it's sickening to go from Farve to Rodgers to another good quarterback. And especially because I've been yelling ever since before that draft that that pick should have been t higgins and that everything would have been different for Rodgers and devontae adams and those nfc championship games that they lost and higgins had an absolutely monstrous day that we'll get to in a minute uh but obviously if jordan love is that dude and they get to just pass the baton to the next quarterback it's incredible but Rodgers just signed like Rodgers is injured. Rogers is having surgery on his thumb. Like may, maybe Jordan Love in these last few games looks good
1: and they trade him. Right. Is it a Matt Flynn situation where he didn't get traded, but he looked good enough backing up Rodgers where yeah. Seattle signed him and paid him all that money? Is it a Rob Johnson situation when he was behind Brunel in Jacksonville? Matt Castle. Mitchell in Miami. Exactly. You know, it, it, and that would be huge for the Packers that they'd have somebody that they could then deal in recoup picks and help build around Rodgers and maybe even prepare better for life after Rodgers. But, like, I mean, I see no reason why. We don't know what kind of injury it is yet. They reported oblique. Some people on Twitter said rib. I see no reason for Rodgers to play another game this year. No, I mean, other than pride. And And will they kowtow to him on that? He's played through a broken thumb. They've let him do that. Yeah, no. I mean, I I think that that's
2: true. And did he get a no trade clause?
1: I would assume so. I'm going to say yes, but there's kind of a blind yes on my part saying that.
2: Spencer, if you could look that up, if you have a minute, um, I wonder. I wonder if he because I mean, he said he wants to finish his career with the Packers, but it'd be really fun. For well, here's his no to trade look clause. So good
1: that they talked about trading Rodgers. Here's his no trade clause. If it's not in there. If you trade me, I'll retire. I mean, theirs is no trade clause. You know, sure. he has that leverage where it's like I won't play for that team if you trade me there.
2: But but there's a but there's a scenario that exists where Rogers wants to be traded. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like who who knows what? And Rogers, maybe he could be amicable. Right. That's, so like so yeah no if if Rogers doesn't want to be traded he's not getting traded because the cap hit would be too big he could retire all, all of that stuff but if he's a willing partner uh, that I could I could see that being a thing Spencer are, he wrote in the chat no trade clause do you think that means that there is a no trade clause yes or, that's
1: how I took that message
2: yes or or, or no trade <clears throat> clause he does not. Have a no trade oh, clause.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Got it. Okay. Thank Thank you to, uh, to, to Spencer Ray. But okay. So, you know, every team, every week, every game, I agree with you. Like the talking head storyline is going to be Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. But, and I know Green Bay's defense has not been very good. But Minnesota, San Francisco,
1: Philly, Dallas. Why are we th- putting Minnesota in there? Do you feel obligated to do that because of their record? Yes. Okay.
2: I don't know. I don't I I would put them fourth, even though they could be the two seed. And we saw what happened when they played Philly, but yes, I'm put it, feel obligated because and of the Dallas. Record.
1: What? And Dallas. Don't just say Philly. We saw what they did against Dallas. They yeah, that's absolutely shellac.
2: No, that's that's an excellent point. That's an excellent I'm just saying coming out of the Eagles game. But like so if if you had to take if you had to pick your yeah. NFC championship matchup, Philly's in, right? Like they, they are the most complete of those teams,
1: pretty clearly. No. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they're the most complete. I would just say that they're they have the record advantage over uh, over San Francisco. And Ooh, they're I one think their offense against is more
2: I think their offense is more I, I don't I don't think the Saints are holding them to thirteen points, buddy. What's that? I'm saying I don't like the the Saints held the nine or
1: the, the Niners only scored what thirteen against the Saints. Okay. I, the the Colts just held the Eagles to seventeen, and they needed to piss blood in order to come back and win that game last week. That's true. And that's they true. didn't look good against Washington either. So I'm trying to not be the guy that succumbs to recency bias here, Danny, to start the show.
2: I understand. But so okay, so so you take San Francisco over Philly.
1: Uh and I would take Dallas over them.
2: Yes. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I'm surprised. I don't see the argument. Uh, I mean, the game. You made be... the
1: argument for the Cowboys on the last podcast. You were the proprietor. You were the author oh, of no, no, that no, no, argument. For, for, for I'm sorry for
2: San for for San Francisco. The and, and I listen. I have I have a ticket on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. So I I I hope you're right. You don't see the argument. I, it in Philly. With the quarterback discrepancy? No, I don't. I think I mean I think that Philly would be a deserving favorite. So well, and how if I'm saying an NFC championship right now,
1: can't. You think Washington can go into Philly and San Fran can't?
2: No, they can't. They of course any given Sunday, they can. But so you're you're picking an NFC championship game today. You're power ranking the NFC are most likely to be there. You're saying San Fran won Dallas two, Philly three.
1: Uh yeah, pro- see, yes. I'm not because of, because yes. of
2: path because of where it's going. I I'll say Philly one, San Fran two, Dallas three.
1: Wow, you're really knocking Dallas for the game against the Giants when I felt like you had them one after the Vikings game?
2: I mean, I mean, call it recency bias if you want. I suppose we've we've talked about all year how Philly can win in different ways, and even when they win they win ugly, they're still winning. I mean that counts for something, man. And they just they can kick the shit out of teams. That offensive line in their running game is going to just be a thing that's going to show up in the playoffs. But...
0: Selling a little... Or a lot... up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
2: Alright, let's get to the slate. Um I had trouble with the order today. Okay. But I feel like because the media wanted to have the Jaguars arrive before they did anything, the fact that they did something today and the fourth quarter of that game was so damn entertaining, three scoring drives in the last six minutes for the Jaguars, two seventy-five 75-yard touchdown drives and a two-point conversion, did today feel like the arrival, the coronation of Trevor Lawrence and all of the media hype that the Jaguars have gotten this year?
1: I actually thought it felt more like a funeral for Baltimore. I felt it. I, I kind of felt like it was more a death blow for them because of what happened in the Bengals game and the fact that the Ravens offense again was stagnant for almost all of that game where they were just kicking field goals. And then they finally get their shit together and their defense doesn't stand up or rise up for them. And so, I mean, it's the best game Trevor Lawrence has had. It came against a a game opponent with a lot of proven high-end players on defense. But, I mean, I think it's more about the Ravens opening the division back up for Cincinnati and given what's happened with the Chiefs and the Dolphins in the last few weeks, it's like, shit, it's not going to happen for them again this year. And they've blown all of these games where they've either held a lead. They've held a double-digit lead. And, and this was the first game this year they didn't have a double-digit lead, Danny. But it and was, what, 19-10? What's that? But they had a, they were up 19-10. Right. Yeah.
2: So, it was, so it, was still, it
1: was still more than a touchdown.
2: Right. Baltimore's a, a hard team to figure out because clearly they can beat anybody if you can get up double digits on anyone you can win and Lamar can be the best player on the field we've talked about that all year like the Lamar throw to Deshaun Jackson 65 65 yards in the air unbelievable play Deshaun Jackson's 35 goddamn years old and still getting behind defenses like that Gee, guys in, in huge spots it's unbelievable but Lamar completes 50% of his passes So it's like he can be Superman and do things that very few players in the world can do, but then he can't hit the layups and they don't do enough around him to scheme things open for the easy throws.
1: Well, what did you, how would you have answered the Twitter question that I put out there after the game? Which quarterback would you want for the next five years? Trevor Lawrence or Lamar Jackson? (sighs) That's a great question. Two thirds of the people I asked it to said Lawrence. Now, they had just watched that game, and keep in mind, most of the people who tolerate me or like me are, are are Steelers fans, so they do have a bias, but still.
2: That strikes me as a disproportionately high number and a little disrespectful a to a dude who, who's, Very one, disrespectful. <laughs> who's one MVP. I mean, I just so badly – I feel like I have a broken record. I so badly want to see Lamar Jackson with a real – number 1 receiver.
1: And I just so badly want to see Trevor Lawrence be a great quarterback. And guess what? Neither of those two things have happened yet.
2: Well, I know, but I feel like but, but Lamar's gone without a number 1 wide receiver for a lot longer than we've waited for Trevor Lawrence to arrive. He had Urban Meyer and then he's halfway through his second year and he looks pretty damn good at least today. Mm-hmm. Like I'm surprised that you think that Baltimore is going to be the bigger story coming out of it. Like in terms of a team that's competitive this year, of course, but Trevor Lawrence is the golden boy, man. Like he's He's the heir apparent there are very few players in the league that have more physical gifts than, than him at the quarterback position. So for him to have those moments, but I, if I was going to answer my own question, like did it feel like the arrival He still to me looks shaky under pressure. Like he had the huge throws late. And so I know it's going to seem weird, but he had the fumble in the third quarter. He almost had a fumble late. And he had a dropped interception.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I I think the reason why I kind of flipped the, turned the tables on that question is because I was at a play, I was at a sports book today and I watched every one o'clock game. Every game was on, which can be sensory overload. And it can be hard to concentrate on any one thing. But I feel like I was able to follow all every game better. And I really did not feel like Lawrence had a great game until the very end. But at the end, he was amazing, and it yeah, showed you what, I
2: mean, 275-yard drives, like, that's that's how we are going to judge court And then touchdown throw to win, two-point conversion, like, they put it on him, they trusted him. Obviously, they've got nothing to lose, they're not playing for anything, but it was undeniably a step for yep. him. But I don't think it was the coronation, and I still worry about him like processing it quickly enough under pressure. He makes too many turnover-worthy plays, even if they're not ultimately turnovers. You know how I like to judge the games on paper. Like Next week's slate on paper is awesome. Today's, not so much. Tennessee, since he was the only matchup of teams with a winning record, since he wins, what impressed you more? That the Bengals' offense was able to do what it did without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon or the fact that their defense held Derrick Henry to two yards per carry, which I I did not see coming.
1: Ooh, I would probably say the latter. I would probably say the latter just because I've watched Burrow cook the Steelers defense without chase and without Mixon in the second half just last week up close and personal. And, Look, Henry's had games where his yards per carry number has not been that impressive, but he's just beating you over the head with, you know, pound and pound and pound and wins the war of attrition. Uh, But that didn't happen today. And look, this is Cincinnati's defense came on late last year and in the playoffs. For as much as Burrow made clutch plays, go back and look at those scores. They really played great defense in all three playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. So I think we saw some of that today Danny even though their number one corner is out for the year. Uh they're not going to get tested per se as you know as a pass defense. They will next week obviously. But yeah, I mean anytime you're in Tennessee, Derrick Henry is your number one objective and even on his long run they forced him to fumble on that play. So I would, that, I would say I would say the defensive performance.
2: Yeah, uh T Higgins is amazing. Like he's an amazing football player. He did have some drops today, but
1: overall I would agree with you.
2: Just think like the degree of difficulty on some of the catches and you know he's a 2 on that team, but he's a 1 on 10 to 15 teams in the NFL. And Boyd's a 3 who's a 2 on like every team in the NFL. Right. So you know, I think that like you know, when when you have Burrow and and Higgins and Boyd, the offense, you know, putting up 250 passing yards or whatever, is not completely ridiculous. Selling out to stop Derrick Henry and being successful, a lot of teams sell out to stop Derrick Henry. Most are not successful. Titans still have to feel like they blew it, yeah. Uh, you know, with the penalty on running into the long snapper, which is just such a weird rule that. No casual fan watching ever notices. But every time it happens, you're like, yep. They've beaten
1: one team with a winning record this year, and that was Washington before Washington got hot. And they're probably going to be a home underdog in their playoff game despite what people say about them. Tough to stop Derrick Henry in cold weather games in January. And they've got a coach that everybody likes in Vrabel.
2: Yeah, tough day for them do you mean just like with the execution yeah. um it got a little got a little sloppy they get the eagles next week i think they are going to get absolutely destroyed but again i pick against them every weekend bet since today. today <laughs> so uh, <did> I. yeah <laughs> um tampa cleveland
1: a lot of ways we could go with this but i've got two we... strong takes on it what'd you say i said i've got two very strong takes on it oh good would you do you want to do you want to start us off with one I think Todd Bowles should be fired at the end of the year. I don't think he will be. But I honestly think his coaching malpractice gets lost in what has been a season of Nathaniel Hackett's and Josh McDaniels and Matt Rule. And so he's not quite as bad as them. But frankly, he's not much better. And his record in New York would back that up. He had one good season there. People said he had bad quarterbacks. But I see him, again, at the end of regulation, just make awful game management decisions. I think Brady threw the ball great today, actually yeah, he deserved did. a much better result. And I think his coach let him down. And then I would say Jacoby Brissett is going to be the Houston Texans starting quarterback week one of next year. I think, he's, I think he's got himself a job. I think he'll be a bridge quarterback for a team that drafts a first round pick and they'll see where they go with him. But everyone praises his locker room stuff in his personality and somebody will draft a quarterback and they'll think Jacoby Brissett will be the guy who grooms him and helps him out. And I think it's Houston because of the Casario Patriots connection with Brissett.
2: Yeah, I think that so the bull stuff's great. The Jacoby thing I think is going to be a consensus majority opinion. So this is the end, right? I, I wanted to talk Jacoby because Deshaun comes back. They they gave away the farm. They paid him they're They're going to sink or swim with Deshaun Watson, and he will immediately become one of the three biggest stories in the NFL the the rest of the season. But Jacoby Brissett just had a career year, man. 10 games, 2,400 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 18th in passer rating, 7th in QBR. I know QBR is not a perfect stat, but someone is going to say, Here's $15 million. Here's $20 million bucks, And it will probably come with, you know, drafting a QB. I'm not saying that he has a crazy high ceiling or is a long-term answer or anything like that. But Jacoby Brissett, the 46-yard completion to Amari Cooper in overtime, like he can execute game plans. Of all of the things that Indy has tried post-Andrew Luck, He's arguably been the most successful with Rivers and and Wentz. He had his moments. Like that guy is a pro.
1: He's just he's clearly one of the the thirty two best quarterbacks in the world. He clearly is. Yeah, but I think he's between like twenty five and thirty two. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: But, but, but of course, but he's but he's not a clear cut backup. Like he's he is a solid football player. He's not great. But he is a, he is a, I'm not saying you'd want him as your quarterback, like, and think that you had big aspirations, mm-hmm. but he is better than anybody thought going into this year, including the Browns. Tampa, by the way, I don't know if this Tristan Wirf's injury is
1: going to be the thing that finally sinks him, but no, they'll be favored in like every game. And we'll be back on these podcasts on Thursday expecting them to win every game like we always do. The
2: Browns ran all over him, man. Yep.
1: Like, 190 rushing
2: yards they're just not good
1: yeah i'm telling you bowls i think is just not head coach material great coordinator not a head coach